Welcome everyone to episode 520. It is the 2nd of February 2017. How you doing? We're brought to you by ATH Web Hosting, uh, shared web hosting for the stars. If you want some a blog, a web page for your business, jump on there, uh, sign up. Our plans from as little as about six bucks a month, something like that. <clears throat> also register domains. And I've got a frog in my throat. All right, don't forget the Aussie Tech Radio let's uh, uh, get on TuneIn Radio and, you know, that TuneIn Radio app that you guys do. Get on that and uh, search up Aussie Tech Radio wall-to-wall. 24 hours uh, tech shows from Australia and New Zealand. Uh, <laughs> I'm mumbling after a week off. What's going on? Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Aussie Tech Eds. YouTube.com forward slash Aussie Tech Eds. And uh, the other shows on the network. Aussie Max and the Obsidian Loft Alpha Geeks and Aussie Tech Security. All right, now this week we, we welcome back Eric and, of course, and we have Jason as well, Warlock. So let's go and say hello to those guys. Hey, Jace, how you doing? Yep, one of the uh, number, the top two Australian podcasters here. Number two, we couldn't make it this week. He's bought something dodgy off eBay. Yeah, we don't have any number twos this week. No, that's right. Just, just look behind you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> how you doing, Eric? Uh, very well, thank you, gentlemen. That's good. Good, good to see you back, safe and sound from uh, from from uh, all over lands, mm. lands yonder. Yeah, so, land, cold, cold lands. What did you tell me? You were telling me the fog was called something ice fog. Oh, in in uh, in London, it was called the freezing fog, oh. and I thought, oh, this is going to be interesting. Apparently, just a quick story: uh, normal fog, sun comes out, fog disappears. Freezing fog, sun comes out. Fog stays, and it's like ice just surrounding you, and you can only see about oh, two to three meters in front of you. That's good. And if the wind blows, it doesn't blow the fog away; it just blows that wind chill factor through your bones. <laughs> so zero can zero degrees can feel like minus four. Now, what what was the degrees like in that sort of environment? It was cold when we landed in Italy. It was reasonable, thirteen degrees. I thought I could do with this. But when the wind picked up, it was quite cool. Mm. Um, and as the trip wore on, obviously, it's getting you're getting into winter. And because we were moving further north, closer to the Arctic, as the trip wore on, it got even colder and colder. So France was very cold. England was just bitingly cold. <laughs> but I actually enjoyed England more than all the other cities. Right. But it was extremely cold. And uh, so our next stop was Los Angeles, and we were thinking, oh, we were checking the weather there, going, oh, I hope it's warm, I hope it's warm. It's winter in Los Angeles, but, you know, winter in Los Angeles is like Sydney. You can get 20 degrees, you know, yeah. that sort of, sort of, that sort of uh, environment. So we uh, checking the weather, oh, great, 22, sunny, blah, blah, blah. We get there, 15 degrees and raining. You know, facts. Yeah. <laughs> How do the theme parks go when it rains? They full steam ahead? Oh, it was good. No, that was all right. It didn't rain on that day that we went. All right. It was, it, it, Cloudy and cool, but it didn't rain. All right. So it was good. all right. Good stuff. All right. Now, um, how's, how's the new house going, Jace? Looking good? Oh, it's bloody awesome. You know, I'm on SkyMesh um, fibre to the premises. Nice. It's quite nice and uh, 140 account. Um, not utilising a lot of it here because um, the desktop computer that I'm using at the moment has just got this tiny little USB uh, Wi-Fi adapter mm. and it only does 802.11n, but um, everything else like iPhones and stuff we've got on the AC network and they can get up to 100 down, which is quite nice. Nice. Are you going to wire the place or are you going to stick to Wi-Fi? Um, no, probably mostly uh, Wi-Fi. 
the server and probably um, Roku box we might put on um, Wired, but it, there's not really any need since the um, I've got the Netgear Nighthawk R7000 router mm. after looking at a lot of reviews on Whirlpool, and it's it's brilliant. Nice. But the the funny thing was uh, before Christmas it was about a hundred and eighty dollars, and then at Christmas time it was about. Two hundred dollars, mm. and then start of January it was two hundred twenty dollars. Oh, and then when I went, to, then when I went to get it from Officeworks, it was three hundred and forty-nine dollars. Oh, right. <laughs> so wow. So what happened? So you had to pay but, the the high price. Here's the here's the good bit. I talked about it on Wellpool, and I was like, "What the hell, you guys?" And they said, "Well, MSY has got it for um, two hundred and twenty, and Officeworks will do a price match." Mm. And then take another five percent off to beat anybody who has an online um, sale. Yeah, or right. online has, just has the item online anywhere, whether it's a sale, whether it's not, they'll match it and then beat it by five percent. Yeah. So I went in there and I was like, "Guy, this is three forty nine, but MSY got it for two twenty. And they're like, "What the heck is an MSY? Because we're just small country town here." <laughs> yes. So he looked he looked up the web page and I showed him, and he took about you know twenty minutes to think about it and. Mm go through all the info to make sure it's not a fake page or something, I guess. Your page like, that, oh, that okay. you made up. I got it through 217. <laughs> That's all right. That's good. That's yeah. not as good as 180. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. Gee, I wonder what caused them to go up. No, it, it just bathes the whole place mm. in Wi-Fi. There's nowhere that you can't get it. You know, my dad got the default um, TPG crappy router that they send out and yep. they can't get from one end of the house to the other. When mm. I was well, it's rubbish. Yeah, yeah, while I was yeah. living there for a while, I had to move the router halfway up the house so that it would get to my bedroom and I could work. But here, this thing just covers everything. It's brilliant. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, I've but got the, the only only one problem I got. You, send send me the details. Send me the details because I'd like to have a look at that. What did you say yeah. it was? A Netgear? I'll Google it. Netgear. Netgear. Nighthawk R7000. But the one problem with this place is because the people who lived here before I bought it didn't know what an internet was. The guys said, oh, <laughs> hang on, we'll just uh, install your NTD box. And so they'd be like, where should we put this? And they're like, oh, I don't know. I'm probably not going to use the internet because the whole town, the copper has been turned off. You had NBN or you had nothing. Oh, wow. So they put the NTD box inside the bedroom. Hmm. So the router is in the bedroom and the server is in the bedroom. Uh. All these bright, flashy lights all night. <laughs> so, um, Jesus. I contacted NBN Co and said, dude, you've got to do something about this. So they said, okay, well, I'll tell you what, we do a one-off free relocation of the NTD box. A one-off. And Good. by the look of your place and the way that you tell me the layout and everything, it's going to be a really easy job, so we won't have any problem with it. And so, yeah, Tuesday they're going to turn up and move it. Okay. That's by good. the way, that, that router is about this wide. Hang on, hang on, let me know. Where are about you? that. So it's quite large, is it? It's quite it's large. It's very big. It's got the huge antennas, and it's like okay. a stealth bomber. That's why they call it the Nighthawk. But it, it's brilliant. Well, it's looking everything. good. There's a picture of it. So yeah. It, it does pretty. the split network, so you've got uh, 2.4 gigahertz for the slower old machines and the 5 gigahertz for the newer ones. Mm. So it reaches... Like Guest networks as well, I suppose. Sorry, what was that? Guest networks as well, available. Mix next work, yep. yep. The what? Mix, did you say? Guest, guest. Oh, guest, yeah, right, right. Guest network, yeah. Yep, yeah. yeah. nice. Cool. That yeah. one in the Asus um, AC 
is also highly recommended, but a lot of people really, really like the Netgear one, so I went with that. Wasn't there a there was a story this week about net was it Netgear routers that had some vulnerability in them? Oh, the uh, no, I didn't see that. Yeah, they do if you have the administration console enabled externally, so you could manage the router from outside, but by default that's turned off. So right. it's only if you specifically said, oh, I want to go over to Dad's place and then connect into the admin console and change something on my router, which is pretty rare. So. Yeah, like why would you want to do that? <laughs> Could you be bothered? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, that's good. So, um, yeah, so you, you haven't uh, got yourself positioned in the exact spot where your computer's going to live yet. You're still somewhere no, else. No, we in the got house. Uh, grandma's, uh, my girlfriend's mum has moved up and she wants to get a place up here as well. So, sweet. Uh, she's been staying with us for several months and she had a bit of a medical problem. So, um, she started to stay on a bit longer to make sure that's taken care of before she goes back down south to, mm. um, oh, yeah. but she's, uh, sold a few places there. So she wants to buy somewhere nearby. And once she's out, we turn that into the computer room and then nice. I'll set up everything properly in there. Yeah, good stuff. Well, once, since she's sold a few places, she could probably buy your town, couldn't she? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Now, it's much uh, cheaper than Sydney, I can tell you. Oh, oh God, mate, don't talk to me about Sydney. Well, I reckon mm. just around here in Rabina, I reckon the houses since like uh, we moved, probably, what's that now, 18 months ago, I suppose, I reckon things have gone up about another 100,000. Yeah. It just doesn't yeah. seem to stop. Oh, probably, like that. probably more than that. One mate. of the ones probably that she more. looked at um, was for sale last January last year for about... Uh, three hundred and five, I think, and now it's up for sale for about three seventy five. Yeah, like it's just crazy, crazy. Well, I'll blow, I'll blow your, 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 I'll blow your, your minds here. A house two doors down, sold just before Christmas in my street, mm. yep. five million. Oh, Whoa. <laughs> wow! When are you cashing in? Well, funny you say that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, not selling. He's but, thinking uh, of buying the house next door to me, which is up for sale, so he can get the NBN. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, well, I'd do that. Um, we'll put it this way. We moved in in July 2014, yep. and the value of this place has gone up 63%. Nice. Oh, jeez. You're not, you're not living... Two and, two and a half years. You're not, you're not at Point Piper, are you? No, mate. I'm in the leafy suburb of Warunga on mm. the Sydney's north side. Nice. Uh, I, I heard uh, there was someone in Point Piper got hung up on today. Yeah, <laughs> she has, must be the uh, NBN must have been playing up. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> All right. I think, I think the NBN, and I think he used to be the minister for the NBN. Could have been, could have been. It wasn't Please safe. Please insert another $2 coin for another 20 minutes. Oh, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> now, look, um, there's probably a few stories. This Trumpy, Trumpy probably got a collect call. You know, one of those old style. Um, <laughs> I, I had to do from, that once from to, get a, job yeah. to get so, a job yeah, interview one time. Ago. Yeah, when what? I was in Newcastle, yeah. the, the guy who was the manager was in Sydney all the time. And they're like, stay at home this Thursday and the boss is going to ring you back. So I stay home the whole day. Didn't ring. So Friday, I'm like, he's like, okay, Monday will definitely ring you on Monday. Stay in the house all Monday. So all Monday I did. Still didn't hear anything back. Tuesday, oh, yeah, stay in for this afternoon. He'll definitely ring you this afternoon. Wednesday, I rang them reverse charges. 
and said, am I getting the job or not? You're like, yeah, okay. God, they keep you hanging. That's a bit rude. Yeah. yeah. Oh, some places they don't even respond to you. Yeah. Oh, so rude. But anyway, uh, look, we've probably got a few stories that everyone's got this week. So, look, seeing that Eric's been away, you can have the pig, Eric. You, you can start. Which which would you like to, to go on with? Well, I would like to start with... Um where are we? I'll just go to my section from. You know what probably happened with that phone call? He was on Telstra. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And Trump's right. going, hello? Hello? And, and it hello. caught fire. And or, 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 or Donald Trump said, oh, there's a tunnel coming up. I, I, I can't hear you. I can't. Oh, oh bye. Yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway. Yes. Uh, Telstra mobile gadget to deliver downloads 10 times faster than the NBN. True story. Oh, I'm uh, a sucker then, aren't I? I went and got the <laughs> The problem with that is it's a 4G network, and who can who can afford, uh, you know, one uh, one terabyte plan on 4G? Oh. Did you see? Uh, you see though, you can get like 70 gig plans now for like 50 bucks a month or something. Yeah, yes. I saw that, but it's on Optus, and mm, mm. you know. Well, I got that. Country, pu- Optus is fine in the country, but in the city, it's rubbish. I pulled that story. Right. Because uh, Australia's, I saw... mobile, Australia's mobile phone network will deliver internet access up to 10 times the speed of the top NBN network connections within weeks with the use of a new gadget unveiled today. So it's a Netgear gadget, which will use Telstra's existing 4G network. Uh, and they're in lab conditions. They're downloading a one-hour TV episode in 16 seconds. Or a hot they know quarantine's illegal in Australia now. They shut down the Pirate Bay. <laughs> yes. They should be downloading uh, movies in. But they've still well, got it high, switched. High-def movies in three minutes, which is good. They've still got it switched on to Wi-Fi. I forgot to turn it over to 4G. Oh, that's it. <laughs> I know how to do the test. Um, yeah, so... It's actually called the Netgear Nighthawk M1. What was your called? It was R7, a Night... Nighthawk R7. So they're all going with that Nighthawk... Situation and it looks like an Apple Express or you know the Apple TV it looks like, looks like one of those. Okay, Apple yeah, TV. Apple shut down their so routers. They're not. Uh, I can't see the M1 here. Where's uh, I'm trying to Google him. It's on my notes. No, I'm so I can show it notes. to everyone. And what is it? Nighthawk. Night. M1. Hawk M1. Let's see what we get here. Oh, there we go. That's the one. So what is oh, it? So it takes the full LCD screen. So it's, it can do a terabyte speeds, basically. It does look like an Apple Rather TV. 100 megs, you can do one terabyte meg per second. Well, how, Megabits so per second. 4G. It's pretty good. Yeah, right. Mobile router. So it's not going to pull... A, it's not going to pull a, that much off the 4G. What do you get when you put it? Is it multiplexing or something, maybe? Well, it's what it is, using f- multiple 4G bands on one SIM card. Oh, so right. So they're, 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 um, they're, what do you call it? Multiplexing. They're, yeah, multiplexing them or, or banding them or whatever you call it. Yeah, right. Um, so this, and 4G on the plans here, you can buy it for, at the end of February, for 360 uh, However, the current, uh, current 4GX plans, which is the fast Telstra plan, is 15 gigs for 55 a month. So, you know, five movies and you're you're done. Mm. So basically, you download five movies, which is three minutes. In 15 minutes, you go through your monthly allocation. Wow. 
Um, but that, that what you were talking about before, that Vaya, there's a place called Vaya. They're offering 70 gig for $65 yeah, a month. Yeah, Optus, mate, Optus. Yeah, I saw, Optus I think one of you guys posted it to the, the Facebook page as well, yeah. Um, so, Aldi got a new one too or something that I was reading. Who has? Aldi? I think it was, yeah. I yeah, they had so, like 42 gig a year for a couple of hundred bucks. Yeah. I saw that. I saw that. And the Aldi have brought out a 4G, $249, and you've got 12 months to use it. And it's quite a lot of data. Well, 42 gig, yeah, the Aldi one. Yeah. Mm. But the, this Vaya, they, they've got other plans. They've got, uh, so f- uh, you can get 4G data, 5 gig a month, $15. Other options are $35 for 15 gig, $55 for 50 gig, and the $65 for 70 gig. Uh, you can purchase extra gigabytes for $10 per gigabyte. They're sold on a month-to-month, no locking contracts, blah, blah, blah. Yep, yeah, um, as Eric said, it's owned by, Vaya is owned by Masim and operates on the Optus 4G network. Yeah. Well, the 4GX network, I've just typed in that at the Telstra 4GX network is available in right. my suburb. Ah. Um, and it does up to 75 megs. MB, MBPS. We'll have to go down, Eric, and just um, pop a SIM for 10 bucks, $15 for 5 gigs. See how it goes. Well, now, see, I'm not on any plan. I'm on, um, I'm on Vodafone because for the overseas, you know, the, the roaming is a lot cheaper on Vodafone overseas. Hmm. And I'll tell you what, the coverage in the Vodafone overseas is much better than here. Did you try the, uh, the, the FON network with your Telstra no, Air? Couldn't be, couldn't be couldn't, didn't need to. No. Didn't need to. You know, you had five bars everywhere I went in Europe. Yeah, right. Um, what about the US? US was a bit dodgy. Hmm. You, I don't know what it is with the US. They just, I think they're on a different frequency to us. Right. Or to the phone that we buy here in Australia. So they, it keeps switching to 3G. Right. So right. Bit, the AT&T? Yeah. Yeah. AT&T. Funny thing is, you could... It automatically switched to AT and T because I think that's the roaming arrangement with Vodafone. <clears throat> but you can change the set. You can change to which carrier you pick and not pay any extra. T Mobile was faster in Los Angeles than AT and T, ah. and more bars, which is strange because I thought AT T was the big cooners. Yeah, I think it's the congestion. Well, I had. I think when I was over there a couple of years ago, I went to a prepaid T Mobile and. I just really wasn't happy with it at all. Like It's really hard. Every time I've been to America, I've never been happy with their mobile coverage. It's always been a little bit rubbishy. Mm. You know? But their and everyone complains about their mobile coverage in America, but their internet is brilliant. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, like their you know, your, your in-house internet and whatnot. The place we uh, stayed at in LA had super fast internet. Unbelievable on Wi-Fi. We were getting you know, like 80 down and 30 up. Yeah, that's pretty good. In the, in, on, over, over the phone. Because it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't always that the Marriott had good uh, ground internet, was it? Like, I think they were lagging behind certain They were lagging behind, but they did a big rollout. All the cable companies did a rollout. The, the, the box that was in this house was an AT&T box. So, but their mobile is rubbish, but their land, their fixed wireless stuff is pretty good. Mm. Well... If you're down in Chatswood, you wouldn't have been getting much Telstra coverage today on Thursday. Or anywhere else for that matter. Ask Malcolm. Yeah, geez, that was a bit of a um, 
Bit of a problem. There was a fire at the Chatwood Exchange. Damaged power infrastructure left some customers disconnected for more than two hours. Apparently, SMSs were going anywhere. They were just going anywhere. People getting SMSs from Joe Blow, they didn't even know. <laughs> so, it was quite, quite so you were getting messages that weren't even meant for you. Yeah, they were going everywhere. Yeah, and oh, Telstra could you imagine, sending out. Could you Telstra imagine this confidential messages to the wrong people too? Yeah, it's confidential information about. Oh yeah, the deal's done. You know, so much money will be in your account next week. Hmm. Um, we can't I managed tell to bury that body tomorrow. successfully in the river. In the yes, that's right. We can't tell the stock market till tomorrow. Or, um, by the way, um, don't tell my wife that we're going to a hotel tonight for a bit of hanky-panky. That's right. <laughs> so, oh. yeah, but like one of the side effects, I suppose, which you don't think, apart from that, is that, uh, you know, the NAB put out a, a thing to their customers about the SMSs. Because, you know, when you're transferring money, you can't, yep. sometimes you can't transfer money because you get the SMS with a code. You need the code, that's right. Yeah, and apparently these codes weren't coming. They were delayed. Oh, they were going. They just weren't going to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. So, um, yeah, so it's got MBN warning. Yeah, it's online. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Telstra has been hit by eight outages in the last 12 months, and this week retained... Sorry? Not good. But, this, but uh, still, it's retained its ranking as Australia's most valuable brand in a global survey. Well, I do like their current plans at the moment. If you if you don't want to buy a phone, if you just got your own phone and you want to, um, you know, just get a SIM. That's what I got. Yeah, because because I'm not on a plan with Vodafone, like I was saying earlier. So I can and I switched to them, so I could, so I could use it overseas. But now I'm back. You know, keep my number and switch back to Telstra mm. because if, you know it's fifty bucks a month and you get seven gigs. In fact, they they rang, they got one of their um, third party companies to ring up, and they're like, "We see that you're uh, paying fifty bucks a month for seven gigs." I'm like, "Yep." They said, "Well, you only seem to use one gig a month." I was like, "Yeah, I know. I'm mostly at home these days because I work from home." He's like, "Oh, well, we we could change it to ten gig a month for fifty bucks." I'm like, "Well, what would be the point of that? I'm only <laughs> using up one gig a month as it is, but it sounds cool." Yeah. Said, oh, okay. <laughs> Well, well, we could make it cheaper. We could make it forty bucks a month for that seven gigs. I'm like, well, my, the company no. I work for pays for my phone, so that doesn't help me much either. Uh, it's not not any better. Or worse. I would have told them, look, keep it on fifty a buck at seven gig, and send me in cash forty dollars a month. Don't tell the company. Oh yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> just keep crediting me each month. Yeah, credit you, the company. Credit, yeah. Give me forty bucks. I'll put that on my mortgage. Well, it's a personal phone. We just get reimbursed every month for the bill. So, so with this, they wouldn't know. So, with this Vaya thing that we're talking about before, the seventy gig, sixty-five bucks a month, data only. What? So, is this? What do you do with that? Like, what do you do with a phone? You put the SIM in, and what? You just can't call no one. Like, if it's data only, is that how it works? Well, if you've got a spare phone, you'd use it as a hotspot, I suppose. Yeah, so that that's that's right. So it's just that. So you put it into an iPad or something, or, or an iPad, yeah, or um, a MiFi, or, or uh, you know, you've got, if you've got a spare, you know, those old dongles that you used, people used to shove in their laptop. Yeah, um, you can put it in one of those and shove it in your router. No, oh, you know, some right. routers that's four G backup. So you could probably right. do that. Yeah, their website says perfect for tablets, dongles, and laptops. Internet tethering available. But geez, fifteen dollars for five gig. Oh, that's even worth like and four G because what I've been doing, I've got eight gig on my phone, 
uh, through yep. Telstra. And I've been uploading, not the videos to YouTube, but like the podcasts, because I've got to upload, say, for the that Aussie Tech Radio and the audio for the podcast. And also I'll upload the the video for the s- smartphones, right, which yeah. is only about 300, 300 meg. So I'd, I'd plug my phone in and do it all that with um, 4G. And it's, yep. done, it's done in... Your upload speed in Rabin is pretty good, isn't it? Oh, not on on four G. On four G, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It can get up, get up pretty high, twenties, thirties, maybe. Yeah, see that that'll take you not very long to upload everything then. No, that's right. It saves a lot of time because uh, before I was doing that, you just sit here twiddling your thumbs while things upload, yeah. waiting for the next thing. So to but this is what I don't really understand. Our podcast has yeah. started uploading and then go to bed, and the next day yes. it's done. But not yeah. last week when I did this show, I hit upload. And I looked over to an article on my other monitor and I looked back, it was like, finished, now processing, five minutes to process and it's five minutes. <laughs> and this is, yeah, this is, yeah, this is the YouTube version Jace is talking about too. Yeah. So jealous. See, this is what I don't understand. You get this on a, on a wireless network effectively with the 4G and Glenn and I have got cable, which they can switch at any point and mm. up the upload speed and they won't do it. At any point, the, cable, the current cable that we've got now is capable of doing 100 up, 100 down without any modification, maybe a firmware update on your modem. Mm. That's it. Yeah. And they won't do it. No. I don't know why. That's because they, they undersell the capacity, so they right. don't want you getting a fast speed because the cable is shared capacity between everyone in the street. So if you got yeah. really fast and everyone did, everyone's complaining. So they just say, let's limit everyone. So no one, over and <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now, when you yeah, if you want the hundred meg download, you pay an extra twenty dollars, even though it's cost us nothing. Oh, it's it's actually, yeah. doesn't that yeah. drive you crazy? Oh, I hate, I hate internet in this country. Oh my god! Just, <laughs> yes. now, go oh, just, by the way, speaking of internet, remember last year, just before Christmas, well, I think a few shows before my last show before I went away, we were talking about NBN briefly. And, we'll see, and I was looking at when the start dates were for my area in Glen's area. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Well, at that point, the start date for my area and Glen's was the first half 2017. Yep. Yep. It's now moved to the first half of 2018. Jeez. How's that? Yes. Now we're in Last year, at the beginning of the year, I was going, you beauty. And at the end of the year, I checked it. I said, yep, there it is. And I get home from overseas. I checked it again. And now that I'm 2017, I'm thinking, I expect some trucks to arrive very soon. Yep. Start digging up trenches. Oh, no. Oh, first half, 2018. Another they year. Us, they had to get us little country towns done first. Yeah, yeah. but you're all done, mate. Depends on where the electorate is. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well that's probably a little bit of that, too. I couldn't believe it. I mean, didn't Ruddy, Ruddy said it'd be done by? When did he say it was going to be done by? Two thousand and twelve. Twenty-five. Ah, oh, yeah. The, no, his that. first, his first rubbish. Yeah. You know, oh, you know, yeah. two thousand twelve. Well, it's now two thousand and seventeen, mm. and it's. Yeah, probably, I don't reckon it's going to be. We'll, we'll do our fast um, mixed technology and get it done by twenty sixteen. All done. Yeah, but it's not now. It's mixed technology. It's already past 2016. I reckon it's 2025. Well, it doesn't even say now on... 2025. And they've dropped off. They've dropped off. You won't find it. No, it just says the MEN is not in your... It's not even planned in this area. 
We are still finalising the plan for this area and expect to have more information about availability soon. Uh, but they've made the commitment to provide fast broadband access by 2020. We'll keep you in mind. <laughs> well, I got a story about some updates for rollouts. Yeah, yeah. go for it. NBN Co has revealed for the first time the 42 areas of Australia that are among those expected to end up with fibre to the distribution point technology. The company has earmarked 21 fibre serving areas in New South Wales, 18 in Victoria and three in Queensland, amounting to some 450,000 premises. All sit within the Optus HFC footprint, which was last year deemed substandard and too expensive to upgrade. MVN Co said last year it would put these areas onto FTTDP but did not provide specifics. However, it's now offered up a breakdown of those 450,000 premises, which NBN Co CEO Bill Morrow told supplementary estimates hearing in November last year, will likely see fibre to the curb technology, another name for FTTDP. New South Wales, the suburbs slated for it include Botany, Burwood, Como, Cronulla, Dural and Edesna Park, French's Forest, Guildford, Homebush, Hornsby, Hunters Hill, Coggera, Miranda, Mona Vale, Orchard Hill, Peakhurst, Ramsgate, Reedsby, Rockdale, Silverwater, and Springwood. Are you in my suburb? <laughs> Nowhere near you all. In, in Victoria, the area slated to benefit cover Altona, Coburg, Chelsea, Dandenong, Epping, Faulkner, Frankston, Footscray, Heidelberg, Lilyvale, Leverton, Mount Eliza, Montrose, North Essendon, Newport, Richmond, Seaford, and Thomastown. In Queensland, NBN Co. has listed Bundamba, Brassel, and Ipswich. Hasn't Ipswich already got it? Will's up there. Yes, what this I is, he's, got, um, he's got a weird special one. <laughs> FTTDP has emerged as a highly favoured option in NBN Co.'s multi-technology mix, giving it promises, promised high speeds by bridging fibre closer to the doors of premises. Oh, just you know what it gets from... All it gets from my address is we are finalising the plan for this area and expect to have more information about availability soon, which is rubbish. Yeah, it's just rubbish. But they used to have a, a, a PDF sheet, remember? They used to have that, Glenn. Like, mm. You could go look at the and go first half, second half. What happened to that? Or, you know, and it's, yeah, we did, a, we did a story about that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, a couple they, of weeks ago, they, that, there was an article about Too many about people it. were ringing up saying, you said that I was going to get it by this month, so they <laughs> yes. took it all off so that you couldn't see when you were supposed to get it and complain. It's to stop the complaints. It's not anything else. That's, like, well, that's a great way to handle it. That's a good PR bloody job, isn't it, eh? Oh, it's yeah. a joke. That'll get your goodwill going. If you don't know when you're supposed to be getting it, then you can't complain that you haven't got it yet. This one day it just turns up. We, if you, just if you don't know when we're going to shoot you in the head, then you less anxiety. Exactly. Mm. Now, another one. That... You should be happier the government's doing you a favour, aren't they? <laughs> yes, I like that. Another one that... Another one I think I think come from you, Jace, through the week. The father yeah. of Pac-Man, Masaya That's Nakamura. That is, yeah, he died. But uh, I don't know. Would you actually call him the father of Pac-Man? Because uh, he he was the 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 boss of Namco or the or the founder of Namco, wasn't he? he yeah. Uh, but it was actually Toro Iwatani who was who developed Pac-Man. So yeah, you know how bosses <laughs> like to take credit, take credit for everybody else's work. Oh yeah, we did that. It was my encouragement of him that gave him the motivation to blah. Yeah, it's just old mate didn't have the money. Yeah. So um yeah. So anyway, he was ninety something, ninety one. So he's finished. Now he started the 
the Nakamura Amusement Machine Manufacturing Company, or Namco, in 1956. He started out installing two electric horses on the roof of a department store in Japan yep. and as amusement rides. So everyone starts small, don't they? Yep. Yes, they do. Well, um, Nintendo started off making plastic playing cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, I read a story today about Nin- yeah, Nintendo with the Super Mario Brothers. Or that Super Mario game for the iPad. They, yeah. Did you see that? This day they were saying that they missed out on billions of dollars, the, the way that they... Yeah, because they are charging $15 Australian to unlock the rest of the levels. You got like five, five levels. Five frees, the, yeah. Free. And then they're like, 15 bucks, and everyone's like, no, no, I'm not <laughs> paying 15 bucks. I'm one of these people who wins at paying 99 cents. All games should be free. And then nickel and dime me for like $600 in... You must. Uh, you ran out of lives. If yeah. you want to play again before tomorrow, please pay us ninety nine cents now for mm. forty game coins. Oh yeah, I'll do that six hundred times, but I won't pay ninety nine cents up front. But I think, like with all the hype, and you got to admit there was a lot of hype about it. You think that yeah, if they had looking back in uh, hindsight, yeah, if they charged ninety nine cents or two dollars, they probably would have made the money that they were looking for. Yep. Rather than trying to slug fifteen dollars. After well, they five. made like a billion dollars out of it anyway, but they could have made more a billion dollars. Mm. Yeah, but it wasn't as much as they projected or something. They they weren't uh, weren't happy about it. Uh, yeah, so, they were high condition, right? Yeah, so back to Nakamura. He was an honorary advisor at the Bandai Namco until his death. So, uh, yeah, an honorary advisor, right? I wonder what he'd be advising about at 91. Uh, he was awarded the Order oh, of the... Pac-Man. <laughs> Yeah, Miss um, Revenge of the Pac-Man. <laughs> yeah, little little grandchild Pac-Man. <laughs> he was awarded the Order of the Rising Sun, a Japanese government honor, in two thousand and seven, and was inducted into the International Video Game Hall of Fame in two thousand and ten. So there you go. I remember playing Pac-Man. It was probably one of the first ones. I think Space Invaders was the first one I played, and but Pac-Man was pretty soon after. I remember uh, going to Seagulls. Down here at Tweed Eds, when yep. I was a young fella, the bistro, the little Pac-Man. Wee little nipper. Yeah, one little Pac-Man tabletop in the bistro. It was quite popular. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I put a lot of money through um, Space Invaders. And uh, once I got my VZ200, though, I could play Pac-Man, a.k.a. Ghost Hunter, at home. And also VZ Invaders and Ladder oh. Challenge, which was Donkey Kong. Mm. But I've just uh, finished writing up an article for the retro... Uh, Gaming Times online magazine about the old VZ 8-bit computer. Got a few screenshots of games and a bit of history and uh, got a friend of mine who's going to take some photos of his real equipment he got. He's uh, bought he bought off uh, eBay almost mint condition VZ 200 that he said some guy played like 20 times and then put it back in its original packing th- packaging 30 years ago. Wow. So he's like, I'm never taking that out of the package. Wow. Well, there's a guy, uh, I don't know, you've got to cast your mind back, even if you do remember. the. Uh, it was Mark used to go on about the vice chancellor, you know, of, um, of whatever. <laughs> and he, he, he was the owner of a retrovision store for years and years and years and years and years. And apparently he's got brand new boxed up, just all of this sort of stuff. Yeah. Just, yep. just I don't know what, he just can't throw it away. And he's just got technology just boxed up as new, never opened. And I don't, I don't know if he's still got it. I haven't heard the story for quite some time, but oh, I'm sure he has. 
Um, You're talking about yourself there, Glenn. I heard you buy a lot of stuff and leave a box up in the cupboard. <laughs> yeah, mm. no, no, I've been pretty good lately. I um, <laughs> my latest you one. You do those uh, YouTube unboxing videos. They're very popular. <laughs> you do one of those, Glenn. You just have the camera on a box that doesn't move. I'm an anti-unboxer. Yeah. I'm against well, 15 it. 15 minutes of just watching a stationary box. Yeah, my I'll... most uh, watched YouTube video has been unboxing my MacBook Pro 13-inch from 2010, but um, uh, before YouTube came out, I cancelled my Google AdSense account, and they said you can never, ever, ever, ever resurrect it again, and then YouTube came out, and then uh, the, my video got really popular, so YouTube keep emailing me, hey, dude, you should totally monetize this. I'm like, well, I would, but you guys won't let me resurrect my accounts, and I've pleaded, and I've asked on their personal forum. Why won't they let you? That's just so weird. It's not, it wasn't shut down for fraud or anything else. You know, I had another account that I had ads on a website and somebody ran a script against it and clicked mm. on the ad 60 million times. So they said I was frauding them out of money and they shut uh, that down. But yeah. the original one, um, I just closed because uh, the AdSense wasn't making any money. It wasn't worthwhile. And now they're like, no, nope, we won't open it. Why not? But I don't reckon not you get a response from a human. Do you get a human yeah, response? Yeah, it's on the forum. Oh, right. Yeah. And he said, no, we're not going to do it. Yeah, I've tried to get human, human contact out of Google. Just can't do it. Yeah. Even Staking ring up. a new account. There you go. Even ring up Sydney in last resort going, oh, Google Sydney, I've got a problem with that. No, we don't do that. Go away. Well, I don't get calls from you, stream. It's you. Yeah, how was that? <laughs> now, uh, what else have we got? What, um, Eric, what else have you got to talk about? Oh, let me see. Let me just check my notes quickly. Oh, come on. Oh, this I haven't read too much of this story. I just thought it was interesting. Uh, Linksys mesh router system will bring better NBN Wi-Fi to Aussie homes. And so it just goes on here, annoying having Wi-Fi dead spots. And sounds like it's similar to what um, Warlock's already got. Um, they got new mesh ones out now, like Eero and uh, Netgear's got them and stuff, where you get two or three devices and they connect to each other and then spread out the uh, Wi-Fi throughout the, yeah, the house. The, the, it's like, like the blankets bigger. Points. Mm. Yeah, yeah, the blankets bigger over there. I actually did that to this place when we first moved in, before I had all the bedrooms wired up. That we had four um, because Apple the Apple routers allow you to do that. You had four points, so you can have separate access points, and they had you know, you know, like all my daughter's names, you know, it'll be so and so's room or so and so's room. So when they were in their room, they just connect to that, yep. so it was closest. But prior to me switching it to individual names, um, I meshed them together so that it just as one name. It was just it was just like you know, you know Warunga Wi-Fi or whatever mm, it was called. Whatever. Yeah. I think it was called. Um, uh, mission control or something, right? <laughs> and uh, and it's it just it's sort of the blanket being over one room. Hmm. It just joined them all together, like a I suppose like a like a cell tower. You know how yep. the cells work. It was a bit like that in the house. So just one room came up, and it wouldn't matter where you connected from. You got amazing speeds, hmm. and it was oh. always a very strong signal. But as soon as we wired the place, I thought I don't need that anymore. So I just switched it back to. Um, they're just, you know, each room had their own hotspot. Their, their own, own hotspot. Their own thing, yeah. I think this is similar to what uh, Warlocks does in respect of that. Um, but I just thought it was quite interesting. It's a nice-looking unit too. Yeah, if nice you, on your uh, wallet. 
Look at the prices of them. Yeah, the price is a bit dodgy. That's got here. Um, they'll be launching in Australia early April. Three pack, two pack, and one pack, costing seven forty nine. Three pack, five eighty nine. Wasn't he a singer or something? <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> two pack. Yeah, two so pack you could buy Sonos speakers for that money. Yeah, know. but you can't get your internet through Sonos. No, but I don't know. Music you sounds good. Play. Work the Sonos. Your music sounds good though. Yeah, yeah right. Oh yeah, sounds brilliant. So what you're saying, so that's Eric, my that's 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 my little thing. I'm thinking that uh, that would be excellent if uh, only if I could get the NBN. Hmm. I feel your pain. If anything, I'll probably get Warlock's one if I was going to get the NBN. I'll use Warlock's one. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. I feel your pain. Uh, Warlock, Jace, what do you got? Well, there's a lot of talk of Russians lately, so I thought I'd have a story. Russian authorities have charged two officers in the Federal Security Service and an employee of cybersecurity firm Kapersky with committing treason in the interests of the United States, a lawyer representing one of the three said. Ivan Pavlov identified the three as Ruslan Stoyanov, head of Kapersky's computer incidents investigation team, and two officers working for the FSB's Information Security Center, Sergei Mikhailov and Dmitry Dukhachev. My client, along with the others, has been charged with state treason and cooperating with US intelligence services, Ivan Pavlov told Reuters. The arrests were made at a time of heightened tensions between Washington and Moscow after US intelligence officials accused Russian hackers of sabotaging last year's US election in favor of President Donald Trump. Moscow denies the allegations. Russian newspaper Commerzant first reported the arrest last week, which it said took place in December. The Kapersky team, headed by Stoyanov, has been cooperating with the FSB since 2013 in analysing cybercrime cases and offering expertise in criminal cases concerning cybersecurity. Kapersky confirmed Stoyanov's arrest, but said the charges related to a period before he joined the company in 2012. Do you think when you were talking about you know the, the raised tensions between the two, US and the uh, Russia. Do you think it really is tensions, or they just go, "Oh, we're just going to have to just tough, you know, toughen our act up a bit." You know, do you reckon that they're just think over there stewing on it? I don't think they are. I don't think so. <laughs> nah, yeah, I don't think they are. They're probably just going, "Yeah, we'll just, well, we'll get the guys that are doing the wrong thing." Yeah, for sure, trees and you, trees and you, you know, put you in jail. But yeah. I don't think uh, old Putin's over there, and uh, Trump's definitely not over there slamming the now. table. <laughs> Not now. Maybe he was before, but he's not now. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, look, I've got another little story up here somewhere, which I'm going to talk to you about. And what is this one? Google is now the, has been named the most valuable brand. Now, I think last year it was Apple. Um, so, yes, it's beca- it's come from behind Apple, from number two to number one. So it knocked Apple off from the top spot. Now, it climbed... Uh, it's uh, brand. It's brand value rose. What a, su- what a surprise that Apple would get knocked off the top spot. I wouldn't think that would happen under the leadership. And I used that term. Oh, wonderful the leadership, leadership of Tim Cook, mm. Mr. Cookie Monster. I did. Oh, surprised that happened. So anyway, the Google, uh, the brand value rose twenty four percent during two thousand and sixteen, from one hundred sixteen billion to. Oh, it doesn't give me the Australian amount. I'll give you the US amount. 
I worked out one amount, but not the other amounts. I'll give you the US ones. So it increased 24% from $88.2 billion to $109.4 billion. Meanwhile, Apple slipped from second to first due to 27% fall in its brand value. It slipped $145.9 billion to $107.1 billion. Now, uh, third place, who was in third place? Amazon. Now, the annual yep. ranking is based not on the value of the company as such, but the, the brand, and it's calculated by analyzing marketing investment, familiarity, loyalty, staff satisfaction, and corporate reputation. So, yeah, put, that, put them in your Well, pipe. they're coming to Australia. They've started buying warehouses all over the country, Amazon. Yep, yep. Yep, and uh, you probably talked about this a few weeks ago or during while I was away, but uh, I can't wait for that. Yeah, that'd be all right. Yeah, join Amazon Prime. It'd be brilliant. Mm. Yes, well, I've joined Amazon Prime. Yep. Um, and you, you allow, you, you, they allow you to join out of Australia in the US, and I've been watching uh, the Grand Tour. Oh, right. right. Yeah, how do you like that? Oh, it's brilliant. Have you been watching it? No, no, I don't have Amazon. It's uh, very good, mate. It's uh, I'm, I'm, I pay a monthly, 10 bucks a month yep. to uh, Amazon Prime, and I watch that, and they've got other videos and movies on there as well, and every now and again I... I uh, you know, watch a couple of those, but uh, I, I mainly got it to watch um, the Grand Tour. Mm. But the quality is good? It's excellent, mate. It's HD, full HD, 1080p. Excellent. Sydney data center. Probably, yes. <laughs> it's very fast and there's no buffering. Yeah, oh, that's nice. pretty good. Now, look, just talking about streaming, to, look, I've got a couple of stories about streaming, so I'll do, I'll do one of them. So everyone's heard of Kodi. Well, if you haven't, it's a... Uh, it's free. It's free software that allows users to collect videos, music, games, and photos in one easy-to-use application. It can be modified with third-party add-ons that provide access to pirated copies of films, and that's where the problem is. Uh, to pirated yeah. copies of films, TV series, or provide free access to subscription television channels. The developers behind Cody say that they do not support the use of third-party add-ons. Yeah, right. And they provide access to such, and they do not provide access to such content. Now, why this is, uh, why I'm bringing this up is because over in the UK, there's a dude, Brian Thompson, a shopkeeper from Middlesbrough, has pleaded not guilty in a landmark case challenging the legality of video streaming set-top boxes that provide subscription-free content or subscription content for free. Now, he's accused of selling fully loaded Kodi boxes, which means that, see, Kodi, when you download, is, is uh, oh, it's pretty basic. You know, you can hook it up to your, your network and stream the videos that you've got through the free network and all this sort of stuff. Well, uh, it was XBMC, wasn't it? And they've renamed it Kodi now. That's right, yes. Yeah, it was the XBMC. And they, so now, what's what they've, so fully loaded Kodi boxes is you can buy an actual device uh, and think of it, say, I don't know, think of it like a Raspberry Pi in a nice little black case. You get a remote for it. It's got Kodi loaded on it, but it's also got, without you having to go searching and doing it yourself, it's also got these add-ons that allows you to go out and, you know, download or stream the, this, this TV and movies. Now, uh, there's heaps of these add-ons. There's thousands of them, and you can go out and get more. You know, you load, you go into whatever and just get more if you want. So anyway, um, 
this guy has gone, uh, Brian Thompson. So the, the, the court case hasn't actually finalised yet. It's just starting. But he's come out and he's gone. If I'm found guilty and that the court rules that I'm breaking the law selling these boxes, I want to know what that means for people buying and selling mobile phones or laptops because the software is available for all of them. But I think where this guy is coming undone is, yes, the software is available for mobile phones and, and probably computers and whatever else. But he's selling the thing with it already enabled. And I think that's the yeah. that's the rub. That's where he's going to come unstuck. Yeah. Yeah. He but, screwed himself over. Yeah, so he's not... If he was just delivering or selling Cody boxes with no add-ons, well, that's probably fine. I don't think they could probably ping him. But he's uh, he's doing it with the... Yeah, you know, with all the apps on there, that just makes it. Yeah, that's it... why people get get around um, selling like retro pies and stuff on eBay. This can play emulator games, which you have to, that which are, you know, illegal, illegal, old mm. ROMs from games from twenty years ago, but they don't actually put the games on there. You have to go search out and then find the games and then download them and then find a way to put it onto this box yourself. And then mm. the onus is on you because you're the one who's done that illegal thing. This It doesn't actually have like a search engine that connects to a website and automatically downloads the ROMs for you. You have to do all that manually. So they're just selling a box with the capability, yeah. but it doesn't have the way to get the illegal stuff on there. But, illegal stuff on there. Yeah, but in saying that, like, I'm look, I don't know, but I'm sure if you went onto eBay or wherever and searched for Raspberry Pi main games or something, you'd probably find it with six thousand games. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I think this guy's going to be in a bit of trouble. But if we, if the if follow up comes out, I'll uh, be sure to uh, bring you up to date. Um, yeah, there was one I saw just recently: Retro Pi selling uh, emulated stuff and it comes with a control and everything called the non-tendo <laughs> good stuff good stuff now do you want to hear a- there was a top gear episode uh years ago about five years ago and they went to china and uh because they, they replicate everything over there right mm. and they uh, the, these chinese manufacturers were you know they, they were going looking at the cars that they were basically copying and one of the cars that they looked at uh, was a direct replica of, I think, a Honda Accord, right? And they called, and they called it a Honda. Honda. <laughs> so funny. They're not even original with their names, are they? No, no, no. no. They made, they made a, uh, they they replicated a BMW X5. You know, the four wheel drives. Yeah. The big ones. And they called it something like uh, X one two three dash seven eight five A B Z or something, right? Hmm. And BMW sued them, went to court in China, and the Chinese court said, you know what you're talking about? It looks nothing like it. Yeah, right. Hey, <laughs> no, no, yeah. what are you talking about? Case dismissed. Yeah. <laughs> they, don't believe in, they don't believe in patent or copyright or trademark protections in China, no. let me tell you. And, and that's, that's where I think uh, tensions are coming with their trade, isn't it? The trade with the rest of the world is if they're not yeah, going to... That, that, that is part of it, definitely. If they're not um, going to respect international no copyright yeah. none none whatsoever yeah we're not going to respect it why are people going to try actually it's not just trying anywhere in asia you can go and get a fake rolex hmm. anywhere oh without, that's right. without trying someone will come up to you and go and say copy watch copy watch you think yeah right yeah mate what do you got hmm. and what and they all get them from china yeah but i tell you what the quality of these copies you wouldn't know the difference 
Mm. The weight of them is exactly the same. It is right. unbelievable. Nice, nice. You, you know, you pay 75 bucks for a Rolex. Yeah, I might have or, to go or get a one. Relax. Or a relax. Or relax, yeah, that's right. <laughs> now, um, we're not going to talk about crowd sizes, but we can talk about the live streaming records. Now, the live streaming record has recently been broken. At its peak, it was streaming 8.7 terabits of live video, according to Akamai Technologies. Can anyone guess what broke the record? Inauguration speech. Oh, how do you know that? You're very, very good. Now, he eight... give me the thumbs up. He likes me because I'm great. I'm fantastic. I'm just great. And and, and uh, CNN, your fake news. And and we like Trump steaks and Trump wines and <laughs> whatever whatever else. Now, yeah. So the inauguration, the U.S. president inauguration, eight point seven terabytes per second of streamed video was the record. It's at its peak. That was at its peak. Now, terabit per second is one trillion bits. Uh, per second so that's, that's a uh, lot that is a lot now the previous record was 7.5 terabit so it, it was probably not a bad little you know breaking in the record there 1.2 and that was set during the election day on the 8th of oh, november yes. yeah 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 that yeah. makes sense so twitter said uh, live video streaming of trump's ceremony had also broken its own record with almost 7 million people watching the social network being twitter but uh yeah, like I don't know, how do you how do you interpret that? I don't know, like that's um obviously a lot of interest, no. isn't it? A lot of people are saying you don't you don't have to it doesn't matter if the photo had more people or not, but the number of people who are watching it live mm. more than ever before if you count the people that were there and the people who were streaming everything. Yeah. Well that's that's what no, he was arguing. If I can watch it live, it's like football. Well, if I can watch it on telly, why would I go to the ground, especially if it's freezing cold? Yeah, I yeah, I look I agree with that, but I, I think that my my way of thinking has evolved because well I grew up where there wasn't any footy, like you couldn't go to the Sydney rugby league or anything like that. So it wasn't no. a, a, a weekly or whatever ritual and you just grew up watching all this sort of stuff on telly. So now obviously I'm accustomed to the telly and I yeah, prefer yeah, yeah. watching it on the telly. You get you see more. Drinks are cheaper. Oh, you do. And the toilet's closer. How many times have you been to a football match with a cricket in days gone by when they didn't, you'd see a try or a, someone hit a four or a six and you'd go and you automatically, you, you look for the, for the replay and it's not there because there used to be no mm. replay screens on the, on the, at the grounds. Now there is, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, Jace, did you have any more? Well, when you have a startup with $32.9 million in funding Ooh. and handle customer valuable customer data, it's probably not the best to go offline because an employee accidentally deleted your database. This is what happened to high-profile Silicon Valley startup GitLab, a virtual workspace for programmers to merge individual projects. The problem with the service started when spammers were hammering the database, making it unstable. A system administrator tr attempted to tidy up the backend database and restart the copying process to fix the slowdown on the service, which would have all been fine if the employee didn't type the command to delete the directory. Ooh. After a second or two, he notices, terminates oh. the removal, but it's too, too late. late. Of around 300 gigabytes, only about 4.5 gig is left, the company oh. wrote in their blog. 
Following the incident, GitLab took the site down for emergency maintenance, keeping all of its customers informed on social media, which saw the company praised for its transparency. While noticing the error quickly, the startup was unable to fully restore all of the data. Out of five <laughs> backup replication techniques deployed, none are working reliably or set up in the first place. Oh, we ended up restoring a six hours old backup the company wrote. Thankfully, the database in question only contained comments and bug reports, meaning it wasn't home to anyone's actual code that would have been lost from the missing six-hour window. Oh, dear. Oh, well, that's... Guess um... who's looking for a new job? <laughs> yeah. Oh, imagine losing all that data. Oh, my God. That was, that was one of the reasons one of the big companies that I worked for previously said absolutely zero tolerance for any alcohol whatsoever for every single person on staff. Because mm. apparently in the days gone past, one of the sysadmins came back from liquid lunch mm. and went delete. Oops, there goes the customer data. Oh. So he was fired. So the company said, right, that's it. Everyone from now on is teetotaler during working hours. Yeah, geez. Yep. Yeah, you've got to be careful, haven't you? Especially when you're working with just so much stuff. Yeah, data. Yep. Don't type RM minus RF. <laughs> no, that's no good, eh? Yeah. No. Okay. I will never type that in my life. Now, um, what's the company name? Does that guy, did, he, did I see that he worked for GitLab? Yeah, GitLab. <laughs> well, he's a Git, yeah. obviously. <laughs> I use um, Bitbucket for most of my Git stuff and maybe a bit of uh, GitHub, but mostly Bitbucket. Now, Australia's longest running television show about video games has been cancelled. Yeah. Like Sibian Loft, is that gone? Yeah, no, no, that one's still... It's still going. That's right. And yeah, well, you know, you've got a few more years to go yet, but you'll get there. In light of this major setback and changes to the way audiences are choosing to get their information about gaming, the ABC has decided to end the long and successful run of the show of good... We're obviously talking about good game. So that was the, the post on their Facebook. It was later revealed that Hex and uh, Nish Boy were the two cast members who have departed, but the ABC have announced that it would retain the remaining good game team. So Most of the guys only watched it for Hex anyway. So probably. The viewership probably going to go down. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know how to read that, that actually, because when it says that... Uh, the, two, the ABC announced it would retain the remaining good game team. Is that just meaning they're just retaining the production team to move on to other projects? Or they... Well, Bajo, Bajo is still going to be there and a couple of the other um, less well-known co-hosts are still going to be running the Spawn Point Kids video game review show, which was like good game, but um, taken down to kids level for like G and PG rated games. Right, right. So he'll still keep still keep going with that with one of the other one or two of the other people who are hosts on that. Now I've got something about uh I've got a story about uh kids something to do with kids. A a kid's uh where is that? Here it is. Um Lego's launched a safe social network for under thirteens on a new app called Lego Life. Uh, uh, yeah. That's a breeding ground for you know who's yeah. yeah, but hang on, you haven't heard about what it does yet. Hang on, I'm going to get oh, it up. keep them out pretty well. I mean, um, what is it? Club Penguin seems to be pretty good because I think yeah. a lot of the time you do, you put in um, preset phrases and things that people can say to each other and then you can't type in disgusting stuff so it doesn't make any point. Yeah. Either. Well, there was um, – one of my youngest was a member of Club Penguin. Oh, no, my middle child was a member of 
club panel years ago. It must have been before they put in these phrases. And there was a point there that someone just kept asking her, how old are you? Where do you live? What school do you go to? All that sort of crap. Yeah. Mm. And I thought, and she, because before I, I put the girls on any of this stuff, I always sit them down and go, right, this is how you're to use this. If anyone asks you any private information about you, you come to me and you don't answer it and you report them. Yep. Um, so they follow that. You have to, otherwise they're just lost, right? Yeah. And you'd be surprised how many parents do not supervise their children on this stuff. Um, but yeah, for a period there, there was a lot of creepy things on Club Penguin. It became a, a paradise for for people to, to disguise themselves as, you know, nine-year-olds and ten-year-olds. Well, this one, is, it's the child-friendly Lego-themed Instagram. Uh, it'll let children post photos of their creations and comment on other people's, but with strict restrictions in what they can say. Text comments aren't allowed, but users can either use pre-written responses or custom Lego emoji and stickers. Yeah. So, although it's aimed that children uh, who have to who have to use a parent's details to sign up, there's no restriction on adults also joining the network. So it's not something I don't think you can, yeah, by the sounds of it, you can't just get on and go, how old are you? Where are you? Yeah, because if, if it's got, yeah, they cut all those phrases out specifically for that reason. And mm. I think Club Penguin put that in after they probably got a lot of reports. Yeah. yeah, those sort of things. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's you just have to be careful of what, what things people are going to take photos of. Not always, perhaps just their Lego creation. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a lot that of creeps out there. Remember Sickens that? Me. That uh, was it. Um, that roulette video, or whatever it was. And you, you could just uh, get random chat roulette. Chat roulette. You just get random chat videos. Yeah. <laughs> Is that still going? You get anything. Is that still Probably. going? Probably, yeah. Because that was made by someone in Russia, wasn't it, I think? Well, what a surprise. Here we go, <laughs> chatroulette.com. Let's see if it's still going. Um, Show us a video. Yeah, we'll have a go. <laughs> if you do. If it works. There we go. Users online, 1,017. Let's uh, reduce itself in popularity. Press start. Yeah, there's not, not, not many people on there. Broadcasting or offering nudity. Is not allowed. Owned and created by Andre Tanovsky. That's them. Preview. Seventeen-year-old high school student in Moscow. Here we go. Was this going to work? Disable your mic. Disable your webcam. That's me. Oh, do I have to start? Start. There yeah, we go. Start. Oh, I've got oh, to sign up and everything. Nah, nah. Oh, this is getting too much. Want to go on? on. Yeah. Oh, I don't care about that. But I'm not going to go to all that trouble. Not now, anyway. I'll do it later. <laughs> later when everyone's asleep. That's right. Now, uh, has anyone got any more they want to... Um... Uh, look, just just quickly. Yes. Um, just quickly. You remember, before I went away, the, we were, I was getting a little bit of a, a bit excited about that the, the Targ connected watch. Remember, Glenn? Oh, yes, yes. Looked nice. Right. I like it. Like and awesome. through all the videos, did a bit of research on it and whatnot. And the videos... I tell you what, marketing is a wonderful thing if you do it right because what I saw on their website and how they were presenting it and trying to sell it and get you salivating mm, was really nice. Was nothing like the real thing. Yeah, right. Because I specifically waited till I got to London and went to a, to a watch place that yeah. sold all this stuff. Yeah. And said, uh, you know, can I help you, sir? Blah, blah, blah. Yes, I want to have a look at the Targ Connected. 
He showed it to me, mate, and I was very, very disappointed. Oh, why? Very disappointed. It looked nothing like what. Remember, we watched the video. The video. I remember. Yeah, it looked fantastic. Let's have a look and see um, if we can get it. The connect tag who are connected. Here it is. Tag connected. Yeah. All right. So, what do you mean? It looked nothing like it. Like. Well, it looked. It looked plasticky. No results. It looked. It looked really plasticky. Um, it looked uh, really cheap, and right. for they were charging fifteen hundred dollars US for this thing, which is about a thousand pounds. Yeah, that's a lot. And it just looked cheap. It looked cheap and nasty, and I didn't like it. And they didn't have the one I was. I wanted the stainless steel band, and they only had the rubber bands. Right. And so- it just didn't look nice, so um, decided not to go with it. Well, look, it's um, it's not on the web, not on the internet much. Have they dis- is it disappeared off the website? Was well, this must be the video here? This one here must have been the one we watched. So this is yeah. So it, this is all. Yeah, look at that. Look, that's three D, and they and they were selling it to look like that. Mm. But it looked nothing like it. So so you went back and bought an Apple Watch. No, I did not. <laughs> I did not buy an Apple Watch. I actually went and bought a conventional Targ watch. Right. Did you go into any Apple stores overseas? I, I did my little research um, on the Apple stores, and it, they did have the Apple Watches on display around because it was around Christmas time. Hmm. So they probably will try and ramp it up. So, yes, they did have the Apple Watches, but at every store that I went, walked past or visited... Um, not many people around the Apple Watches. They're all around iPads, iPhones, MacBooks, that sort of stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, well, that's, that's everywhere. Cook tells everyone that he's um, making lots of money on the, on, the, on the Apple Watch, and I'm not sure that he's telling the truth. No, well, oh, no, well he's not going to come out really and go, yeah, it's a, it's a um, bummer, isn't it, is he? He's going, oh, that's a shocker. Mm. It just looks, and it looks cheap. To tell you the truth, the Targ watch look as cheap as the as the Apple Watch. Mm. Oh, look. And for a thousand pounds, two thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. Uh, not gonna, no way. Yeah, let's no look. Way. If someone gave me an Apple Watch, I'm not going to say no. But, well, here um, it is. Here, right? Share. Here, here's what I looked at. Um, there's my screen. Can you see that? Yep, that's coming. Yes, here oh, it is. And how does that look? That looks beautiful. Oh, hang on, move it across a bit. Scroll down. Or do something. Yep. A little bit more. A little bit more. <laughs> What's the website? Is this the one you bought? Oh. No, no. Yeah, this, 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 this is the... Um, oh, hang on. How's that? That's better. Right. So look how nice they look. Scroll down Absolutely a bit. beautiful. Yeah. Oh, they're nice watches for sure. Beautiful. But it looks nothing like that in real life. And for the price you're paying. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's $2,100, right? Oh. Yep. You're just paying for the name. You're yeah. paying for the name. Yeah. You don't mind paying for the name if it looks nicer than that? Yeah. Because yeah. on this page, I was I was just, you know, I was just, you know, facil- my heart was palpitating with the beautiful looking watches. And I went in there and I went, oh, mate, I want to show you. And, and it was rubbish. Uh, it was seriously rubbish. 
It was plastic. When you looked at it at an angle, it looked like an old. Remember those old uh, computer screens? If you look, if you were more than, if you weren't in front of it, if you were just on yeah, the side of it, you couldn't see it. You couldn't see the face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? It was like that. That's right. You had to look. If you just moved it slightly off cue, you you couldn't you couldn't see it. It was just so disappointing. Hmm. The only good thing it had going for it, Switch if you could back put to your up face. What's that? Switch back to your face. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, the only, the only good thing about it that they had, that if you paid, if you bought an Atag connected, in two years, if you paid, uh, you can upgrade it for um, a normal watch. Right. Right. So, for example, and they, oh. they, you had a selection of watches that you could upgrade it to. Right. And most of these watches were about five or six thousand dollars. So, if you paid two grand for this, in mm. two years you paid another two grand. You got a six thousand dollar watch. Mm. Uh, right. Okay. So that was the only good thing about it. Yeah. You hand this one in, and they give you a six thousand dollar watch for a changeover of another two thousand. Yeah. Right. No. That was very. That was very tempting. Yeah. But I couldn't live with the fact that on my wrist mm. the watch looked shit. Yeah. Right. So, so it was very, very disappointing. Yeah, well, look, I've got another review here. This is this is a, in the wild. Look, I'm, I know this is all videos. I'm sorry for everyone, but look, That's even right. that looks uh, pretty good anyway, doesn't that it? It looks but, brilliant like that. The back of it, it's well made. It's just the screen was rubbish. Yeah, yeah okay. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, don't get a tag here. Save your... Three thousand dollars. Get a normal one. Wait a couple of years. They'll they'll get better. Mm. It's the first. It's the, this is their first iteration of it. Yeah. And I'm sure that the resolution on the screen will get better. Yeah. It needs an HD screen. Mm. All right. Well, I think that might be where we leave it for this week. Everyone happy with that? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Cool. All right. Thanks, Eric. Good to see you back. Welcome home. Thank you, sir. That's great. Thank you very much. And uh, Jace, uh, enjoying your yep. new home? Very good. Yes, yep. definitely. It's <laughs> good to see you back again too, Glenn. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Geez, you have one week off, um, <laughs> and everything, everything people think you've gone been away so for long. Six months. That's right. Uh, all right. Yeah. Cool. So uh, don't forget, uh, look out for the Aussie Max Zone and all the other shows. Obsidian Loft, Off Art Geeks, Aussie Tech Security, and uh, I think. Yeah, the Oz, oh, the what is it? The Castaway Awards. I think the voting is closed. So I won't won't tell you about them anymore because it's finished. And don't forget the Aussie Tech Radio. So good stuff. Until next time, it's uh, bye for now. Cheers. Ta-da. Bye. See ya. Bye everyone. Bye.